2: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.
0: You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps.
2: Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge. Hunky, did you put your name on the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) And I'm Carter. Let me put it this way. If it chunks, you'll be the first to know. Nice. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nice, nice. Doge, couldn't help but notice. Barely. You introduced yourself kind of as the hunk. (laughs) But I'm losing on the Goblet of Fire.
0: You want to talk about that? For <laughs> Why are you a so hunky, Daw? Well, maybe not hunky. Maybe husky is a better word. Because okay. last night, good start. Last night for dinner, I ate a sandwich at a local restaurant called the Biscuit Bar. This sandwich is called the Rough Night.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Upon this sandwich are the char grilled remains of an entire barnyard. <gasps> I just showed the guys you just a, showed picture. Us a
2: picture. Oh, that is oh gnarly! They,
0: on this sandwich there is southern fried chicken. There is a burger patty. There is ham. There is turkey. There is pulled pork. There is bacon. There are tater tots. What? There is cheddar cheese. Oh, no. And there is sausage gravy. Guys, we also haven't had lunch right now. I'm starving. Dead. You this pooping? Is, today? This is What's on a biscuit. Uh, I slept like a rock. There was so much tryptophan in that turkey, but I like <laughs> I pillaged an entire barnyard for my dinner last night. So would you night. say like, that I just you're ate a, a whole farm. Would you say that you're a trypto fan? A big, big fan of old trypto. Tripto the turkey. Excellent. The official mascot of our show is Tripto the turkey. <laughs> Most <laughs> I thought it was
2: excellent. Fox. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, uh, well, obviously, if you couldn't tell by our wonderful intro, this yeah, week, yeah. we're continuing our series that we have dubbed, <gasps> Do You Believe in Magic? Magic? So obviously, we're still using that same clip. And the <laughs> movie that we're discussing today is known only by one name, and that, of course, is... Harry Potter and, Potter and the, the Goblet, goblet of Fire, Fire, or the Philosopher of Fire for our friends across the pond. And before we jump headfirst mm. into this goblet, mm. there's something I'd like to do. Oh, okay. It's a little bit that we're going to be bringing back, of course, known only as. Oh, please. I am doo-doo. Trivia. And we're tied right now. We are, are tied. One, one, right. to one, one to one. So it means it's it's doing its job. The basis, of course, of this bit is that I have scoured the Internet Movie Database for the worst trivia contained within its walls. And I have also made up my own bit of trivia. It is up to the two of you to decide which one I made up and which one is from the pages. I do love this. Of the Internet Movie Database. Very okay, yeah, Okay, let's go. This is a fun one. I will dub them trivias number one and number two. Okay, trivia number one. Victor Krum and his fellow Durmstrang students wear red during the Yule Ball, which is, of course, one of the colors of Gryffindor. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Trivia number two. <laughs> the broom used by Harry in the Triwizard Tournament is identical to the brooms used by the players during the Quidditch World Cup with the
0: addition of pegs for Harry's feet. These both feel like an entry in like Craigslist <laughs> leaped connections. Yeah. Well, uh, so here's
2: the deal. I'm gonna count down three, two, one, go. And when I say go, you'll each say either trivia number one or two, whichever one you think I made up. Okay. Oh my goodness. And then the winner will be revealed. Okay. Three, two, one, one. Two. Every time. <laughs> the made-up trivia is in fact trivia number. Two. What? Yes. They just brought up randomly that red is the color of <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor? Yeah. Yeah. They sure did. They sure did. It was something like two out of 160 found it helpful. So <laughs> you know, it's the That's real deal. Not- <laughs> oh, okay. That definitely adds a new vein to the whole story arc. It's the real deal. Oh, do you That's think th- do you think that means something? I think we should we should, I mean, do your thing to his thing so that we can talk about it. So we could thing. do our thing. Yeah. Together. If you wouldn't mind, could you drop a sanapa big pampa? Oh, pompa. pampa.
0: Big pampa. <laughs> <laughs> uh sure, I'll drop the pampa. Please, uh, <laughs> please, please. Uh Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire begins uh, Really with the Quidditch World Cup. We have a little prologue with Voldemort and his Dark Disciples. But then we have the Quidditch World Cup uh, with at which the Death Eaters emerge. And we kind of get hints that, you know, maybe the big V-Man's about to come back. So then uh, Harry gets to Hogwarts. He's got a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Mad-Eye Moody. Uh, and this year is a special year because this is the Triwizard Tournament, which happens to occur the same year as the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. nice of the magical community yeah. to align their calendars. Right, thusly. yeah, it's really kind. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, but at the Triwizard Tournament, there's a series of tasks where a competitor from Hogwarts, in this case two competitors from Hogwarts, a competitor from... Uh, Bow batons, the French yeah. one, and then Durmstrang, the Bulgarian magic school. They all compete in like kind of wizard Olympics.
2: Each one conveniently a girls only and a boys only.
0: Yeah, school. it seems weird. It seems weird <laughs> that only England is like, no, men and women can be wizards. Uh, I promise. <laughs> uh, and so the the Wizard tournament ends up being hijacked by Voldemort and his Death Eaters. Uh, they have somebody R- undercover R- at Hogwarts who makes sure that the end of the, the tournament, the last task, transports Harry to Voldemort so that Harry can inadvertently help Voldemort return to life. Yep. Uh, And we end on a real big bummer because Voldemort's back, but don't worry, we're all still friends and we're all still at Hogwarts. Yep. So there's the movie. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk
2: about about that opening scene.
0: Sure. Uh, We
2: get the scene of the guy who is the groundskeeper for this house going up into the house and seeing Barty Crouch Jr., Mm -hmm. Wormtail, and old Voldy Baldy. Yep. Sitting in the chair. And Nagini. And and Nagini, of course. And I want to jump out and go ahead and say, huge pump on David Tennant.
0: Yeah, I forgot he was in this. I love David Tennant so much. He's a former uh, Doctor Who, Chris. He He is. is. And homie rules. At this point, was he a future Doctor Who? You're Uh, right. Yes. yes. I don't think, I think he was one of the more recent seasons. So this would have been 2000. He is phenomenal in this. He. Watching this made fun. me want to watch Jessica Jones again because he is so like slimy and yeah. gross and that he's just so good. But he, he does, he does really great.
2: Well. And and actually I'm a little bummed and I say a little, I'm a little bummed that he is hidden under the mask of Mad-Eye Moody the whole movie. Right. But less bummed because Mad-Eye Moody is Brendan Gleeson. Who, yeah. Who also, whoa, yeah, God, dude yeah. is amazing. Yeah.
0: And uh, pump on no Dursleys.
2: <sighs> yeah. I'm okay with that. That's, that was pump.
0: something that I loved about this is that this is... A, like, we talked a lot last Harry Potter episode, uh, so two weeks ago, about how Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban kind of is the first one to break the formula. Yeah. I think this is the first one to throw away the formula and just say, listen, we don't need to start at the Dursleys and find a way to get to Hogwarts. Right. Like, right. We're there. Also, maybe credit to new director and the yeah. only
2: movie he directed in the series. Is yeah. that not right? I think that's mm-hmm. right? So Alfonso had one. Yep. Mike Newell had one. And then it kind of finishes off with David Yates, right? With David Yates for the last.
0: Yeah, and he's four. he's doing Fantastic Beasts as well. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, no, I thought this was great and I thought it was a creative way to introduce the characters and and they're doing a, a wonderful assumption that the people sitting in the seats absolutely already know yeah. who yeah, who, well, who the people are. And again, I feel like it's time to once again credit J.K. Rowling for knowing yes. when it's time to switch up the formula. Yeah. I, I, think, think so. I think she knocked this one out of the park. And again, yep. too, if she's doing the thing that, that Doge talks about, which I, I'm starting to think more and more that this does fall into place, it still doesn't mean you're not creative yes. to say, actually, the sorting hat means more. The whopping willow means more. Right. This means more, and it comes back. Maybe maybe the car was not so hot. It's kind of
0: planning in reverse. It is. I mean? But she's reverse doing an okay yeah. job with it.
2: Yeah. And I think, too, yeah, I, I kept thinking about how the whole time, like, these movies are being made before the books are done yeah. yeah so you don't even as an actor should you start to get a little bit more credit because you don't really know what the end is like for right. you? Well, unless you're say, yeah, you unless Daniel Radcliffe then you get exactly the right Radcliffe. amount of credit I Gross. do want to say uh, I feel like J.K. Rowling did even a little less oh check out how significant this old thing is in this movie yes. it was devoid yeah. of that in a lot of ways which made me very happy because it felt like a lot of freshness
0: Yeah, in this yep. movie it did. It really did. Uh, while we're talking about breaking the formula, this is the first Harry Potter movie that we get to that is not scored by John Williams. Right. Yeah. This music... Instantly feels different and takes us to a little bit of a darker place. And I, First, I want to pump on the score for yeah, I do too.
2: And I'll never dump on
0: John Williams. Absolutely. Doing well, anything. it's
2: also influenced by John Williams. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Still using the, the Hedwig theme and like all of John Williams' themes right. that he wrote. Right. But interpreting them in a probably more modern cinematic way I think that makes so. this feel darker, more intense. A and,
2: little more Hans Zimmer esque, in my opinion. A little more droney perhaps. a little more uh, yeah. perhaps yeah, yeah. minor, and, maybe. And they had, um, I mean, this was the first PG-13. Did you know that? No. Oh, was it really? This is our first PG-13 Fun, Fun fact, I remember going to see this movie in theaters. I was a young lad mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't allowed to read the Harry Potter books, but I had been anyway. Oh. And I <laughs> revealed to my parents that I had been reading the books by asking them if I could go see the movie. And they were like... <laughs> They were like, you haven't seen any of the rest of them. I was like, yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> I can do not watch the rest though. of them uh, because I've whoops. seen them. All. And I remember <clears throat> seeing this movie in theaters as as a young, young boy. Yeah. And being, I, I'm
0: fairly certain it was either this or Revenge of the Sith was my first PG 13 movie in theaters. Mm. Oh, mine was Spider Man 2 the year before. Oh, then was Spider Man 2 PG 13? That no, was yeah. PG 13. Okay, uh-huh. then it would have wow. been Spider Man 2.
2: Yeah. I, I I would say, too, I, I appreciated it because there is a consciousness from from Rowling that's saying i i have added some depth to this and some harshness yes because the kids are growing up and, yes. and who's reading it and that does not mean of course you cannot factor in but who couldn't ever factor in the 12-year-old that's interested at this point yes and then they're absolutely. going to see the PG-13 movie but i was 17 and i remember seeing this movie and being like oh good finally because yeah. because there's things that happen later that i don't know how you would have done at pg yeah no that's fair that it yeah. needed to be pg-13 and so a good job i'm starting to notice we bring up who did who plays Barty crouch jr david Tennant. David Tennant there yeah. seemed to be this theme and it was probably not intentional except for the fact of wanting to make sure they have good character actors right but it almost is like we get three heavy hitters new introductions per season or, yeah. or yeah. and david Tennant. who's your third in this one who now Da- David Tennant and Brendan Gleeson. Rafe Fiennes? Oh, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. Right, grief. So yeah. it's like, I feel like we get three every time. We don't necessarily, and again, we don't, I mean, we really don't see Gary Oldman outside of a fireplace later. In this movie, yeah. yeah. And we don't see Lupin at all. So they right. get to do because you have that revolving door that I think that you talked about in the last episode on Harry Potter, Jordan, um, to where they can come in. But they they really haven't made any misses yet, have they? I, I, I feel like not even close. they're continuing to cast really well. I completely agree. Um, do we want to go to the World Cup? Yeah, let's talk about the World Cup.
0: Um, I love the Quidditch World Inoffensive Cup. Inoffensive Quidditch. So it was great. Yeah. Quidditch that serves a point. So it's yeah. not Quidditch for Quidditch's sake. Correct. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It, uh, introduction
2: Introduction to Victor, right? Victor Crumb. Yes. yes. Because he's actually one of the best seekers or the best seeker in the world on the B- Bulgarian team. Yes. Yep. And I actually loved that they used the Quidditch World Cup to build the world.
0: Yes. That yes. we were
2: able to see, oh, they're... There's things that these wizards do where they're all together. Mm-hmm. There's a whole Wizards secret, don't just go
0: to right? Hogwarts and then stop existing. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There was yeah. more to it. That was good to see. And it it's cool to see because in England, I mean, the influence of football or soccer on their lives. Like th- this was really cool for me to see. Yeah. This was because of this culture. Yeah. yeah. Like Rowling does great things to be like, hey, I realize this is worldwide. But this is for you. But it's this British. is this yeah. is for the British. Well, and people. she's
0: the one that insisted on all British or Irish actors. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to find a guy doing yeah. a British. Not to mention Cho, things. like Cho's Irish. Yeah, I guess in this.
2: So hey. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought they portrayed it really well. I loved how um we get to see some of the magic of the tent. I love the yeah, like, I love the depth the of the stadium. Big yes. pump on the um, tent. Yeah, and and it was. It was some more stuff from the book that they just have done continually a really good job of putting that to film and me being like, oh, I didn't realize it, but that's exactly how I imagined this to be. Yeah, yep. Before we move on from Quidditch World Cup, I want to talk about the Dark Mark for a second. Yeah, up in the sky, uh, deeply frightening to me. Yes, I don't like it, and because of that, I love it. You know, very much. And so Newell manages by content to make it feel dark. To where the content was there for Alfonso, but he, it was almost a lens, a literal lens yes. of the camera that made everything feel yeah. darker. Like but it was yeah. always stormy and cloudy. And at you know Hogwarts what? Credit credit back to the score for our new our new composer too. But this one did really feel like, even though there was a lot at stake in Azkaban, it's it's building. Like yeah, it's like oh, okay. And I remember reading the books and being like, man, I miss Hogwarts because we don't get to really see the ins and outs of it as much right. anymore. We get that back yeah. in later movies. But it was like, I don't know, that's that's part of what's scary is they're taking away comforts from me. Yeah. They're taking away, yeah. here's stuff that can happen out of a place that doesn't feel completely safe. Yeah. Like who knows who's there to protect you at a random, not a random, but a, a huge sporting event. Exactly. In the world, yeah, so. well, because
0: Dumbledore's not there, right? So Harry doesn't have anybody to fall back on. Right, huh? Dumbledore is right. that that blanket. That's, that's yeah. the Linus blue blanket <laughs> for us is Dumbledore. Sure, yeah. And
2: yeah. Uh, so what are our stink lines then off of pig pin? We'll get there, I guess. I guess we probably
0: will. join us as we uncover the mystery of
2: the stink lines,
0: <laughs> hairy peanuts, and the Snoopy of Snoopy. I don't know.
2: Um, So I, I want to discuss something about the Triwizard Tournament before we jump in. Okay. Too hard. D- do you guys feel like it made the pacing a little weird? To kind of circle around these events, it did. I don't know, it, because it, it, Crouch is Crouch is the connector, right? I mean, we yeah. see. It worked
0: know. for me in the book a lot better than it does in the movie. Okay, because I'll say it, that. It works for the book to have these three, like you break it into three mini arcs. Yeah. And each of those arcs is a beginning, middle, and end. And you right. have time to do essentially a nine-part story in this book where right. we have beginning, middle, end, that's task one, beginning, middle, end, task two, beginning, middle, end, task three. Right. You don't have time to fully flesh out a beginning, middle, end of everything and still also throw in the Christmas dance and the graveyard scene at the end. So it does feel, it feels like we're kind of got whiplash from being pulled all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and and I think because I think it would have been good to have something other than just the season changing outside to signify yeah. how far apart these events take place from good each other. Point because I I yeah. think it feels like Callie was like oh, it it feels like all these happened in the same week. Was this just a bad week? And I was like, no, look, like it snowed for a while and it changed back to,
0: she was like, oh yeah. but months because we don't get that in the book. We get that anticipation of like, what is this task going to be? I have this egg now. I've got like a couple of months to figure it out. I have no idea what's going on. Right, And because you do
2: have, you're put in a school environment. It's something that's already familiar to the reader. With semesters. Yeah. Rowling is able to use a school year. To basically say, Christmas? here's the progress. I don't remember seeing pr- progress, it or progress,
0: uh, Christmas in this film, other than yeah. the
2: Yule Ball or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I just, we don't get a happy Christmas, Ron. Happy right. Christmas, Harry moment right. in this one. Yeah.
2: Which actually I miss a little. I do do. Yeah. yeah. It feels
0: really sweet. It all fits. It feels like it should be there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But um, I guess we should talk a little bit about the goblet and its arrival. Weird to me that it sort of seems like these schools just all go to school together for a year, huh? They do, though. I know. Yeah. But, like, weird, right? Because they're the host. Yeah, I guess we don't get to see them in class. Like, they're never right. integrated into the classroom throughout the year. They're just kind of there to chill and train. But right. why did you not, why did you, I mean, I mean, I guess you don't know who the champion is until the goblet decides. Carter, but as right. an
0: educator, does that stress you out? That, like, imagine if your school was hosting two other schools. That I also have to educate? you also have to 100%. teach. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That feels... Tremendously taxing. Yeah, no the, idea the, the pedagogy style. of what they're used to. Yeah. or how we're supposed to teach.
2: Now I'll say this: speaking of the other schools, though, I love the Hagrid romance with Tall Lady. Madame oh, of Maxime course. cracks me up. Yep. Love it. Hagrid needs himself a little snuggle buddy, or in this case, a very large snuggle buddy. I, yeah.
0: I just love Hagrid. I've said it. Oh, I'll yeah, say it
2: every. Harry on the episode. theme of love. Could have used uh, not having the Rita Skeeter weird pedophilic- Yeah, don't love that at all. Stuff about Harry and younger boys. Don't love that either. Yeah, was that, that was almost my super dumb. It Did really it creeped that. me out Did not time. love
0: that. Did not love Moaning Myrtle and Harry's whole weird thing in the bathtub. So she's trying to see Wiener. She's trying to see his wand. <laughs> it's bad. She's trying to see his
2: Wii Sports controller. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She is. She because is. he's clearly putting suds in to say, hey- Cover this up. Yeah. You know, but hey, if she goes a scuba diving. I mean, do you think it's okay for us to talk in a PG-13 way about a I PG-13 so. movie? Yeah. Okay, fine. Then, that yeah, that's definitely what's happening. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it it's, is. It's the worst. This ghost woman goes scuba diving. Who still does a really good job, by the way. She's she does. So and yeah, I hate her part. and I'm glad I hate her. But but she that's what I don't understand. He covers with bubbles, but she can swim under the water as a ghost. Right? Here's I mean, my question. She's not question. breathing. It's like just another right. Plane so for when her. she
0: goes underwater, why is she still trying? She saw it. Here's my question. <laughs> why is Harry naked? He yeah. doesn't have to be <laughs> naked. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no, he just no, no, wearing no. a shorts. Harry's understanding of bath time is as follows: you Gotta be naked in a bath. Here's my question. <laughs> God. When, when when Robert Pattinson is like take a bath with your egg is Harry like gotta be naked like what if I have to touch it with my butt like, <laughs> how does he think this thing's gonna open like I gotta get butt to butt with this egg oh my gosh so we're jumping ahead let's let's talk can about can I say
2: the actual introduction of the schools so well so done so wonderful having um, them no stop I'm not done <laughs> so having them fly in and having the ship. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying okay, I like Rumbly. that I'm saying the the vessel in which they have come to Hogwarts yeah, was creative with you 100%. and well done But can we talk about their dance numbers coming into school? That was bad. What on earth Ah. is that? Yeah. Ah. Ah. and then dermstrings like That was much I thought that was cooler than the other one. And I thought it was the thing. Well it's like an olympic opening ceremony yeah because it's a it's a competition i think they were so supposed hogwarts, to do hogwarts
0: hogwarts is like we'll sit and eat
2: i'll take credit to that like as a sports fan like that made more sense to me because it was a here's who we are as a country in this sense it's we have different countries if you're going to dump on that dump on the leprechaun dancing in the sky when the irish come out to play quidditch in the world cup that feels different why because it's a firework and at a sporting. No, event. you can't say it's different because of the avenue that it's being presented. Well, it feels different to me because it's not in the middle of their cafeteria. It's at a lunch. competition. <laughs> Whatever. It would have felt more appropriate if my that super dubs Jordan 1. Yeah, no, I get that. Okay, it would have felt more appropriate if that dance was like, "I am taking my name to the goblet of fire." Like, I'm so, so that that sorry, y'all can't see how he. Has <laughs> yeah, it was different. The
0: yeah. I'm just kind of voguing, but at my chest instead of my face. The next time that I see you guys, instead of talking to you, I'm just going to to dance-troduce myself to both of you.
2: Dance-troduce. That's great. I did not hate it. I did not like it. Okay. I hated it. I am in the middle. Big, um, big not fan of the, it didn't feel like magic. It felt
0: like snow white butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That were with, uh, yeah, anyways. With, uh, <sighs> The girls' school, yeah, that is a weird thing, right? That the Durmstrang is all boys, mm-hmm. and the yeah, Bobatons is all girls. I will say, amidst all of this, Michael Gambon in
2: his uh, first role, the first time he's played, uh, this is what happens when you do two in one day. Do you believe in magic? Um, <laughs> but Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. He's he is very comfortable now as he's Dumbledore. So great. I agree. He has said, "What I feel like, what I did in Prisoner fits. I'm going to keep doing this." wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful job. And and while we're here talking about the other schools, I actually want to say between, um, so I think we kind of have Victor Crumb representing one mm-hmm. and Fleur Delacour representing the other. Big fan actually of Fleur. Yeah. I think she's great. Not a big fan of Victor Crum. I don't no. just mean as a character. I mean, I feel like his portrayal was very flat. There's another guy. What what they've done that's unfortunate is there's another student who looks like he would be a better Victor Crumb. He's the one who kind of looks like who the headmaster is of their Kakaroff.
0: school. Kakarov. Yeah. Uh, Kakarov.
2: Yeah. Who just has kind of this goatee. He's almost a who's the villain in Aladdin? Jafar. Jafar. I was I was about yeah, to he's say Jafar-ian that. Jafarian, he's Jafar-ian yeah. look yeah. that was like, this would have been better and I don't know if they were trying to make Krum a little more attractive for the sake of the, the I don't love think they interest got it with Hermione I don't think they did either I don't think either. they got it at all but I think they could have they, they could have just looked to the side and been like actually let's do this he guy. looked to me like he should have been wearing a, an Adidas track suit yep <laughs> oh, uh, and maybe. I will say something that I need to look at too if we're talking if we're talking champion theme right now yeah Pattinson does a good job. Oh, man. Cedric was almost my super pump. He does a really good job. And I think (laughs) it's tough because the majority of the lens that we get for Robert Pattinson is... Twilight? Yeah, Yeah. it is Twilight. Well, and I, I actually think he's a great actor, though. He is. I think he is, too. And it's weird because somehow playing Edward, right? Yes. Edward Cullen. Somehow playing him... Makes it look like bad acting, but he's actually doing a good job of playing that character. That poorly so something character, happens yeah. Yeah, to he's where there's acting this well as a bad character, right? Something happens to where there's this, there's this assumption that Robert Pattinson is a bad actor, right? But yeah. he does such a good job here, right?
0: And I think I it's mean, because he's no he's no Taylor Lotner, he's
2: no Lotner who <laughs> is my least favorite person on the face of this earth. That's probably why he said it, but um, he doesn't have much lines. But I don't remember Cedric being too central of a character early in the book. Yeah. There's I, I, there's more interactions between him and yes. Harry than what they give us in this. Right. But he's a good actor, and I think he did a great job. Yeah. I agree. Um, I like Cedric. I'm going to pump the progress of Daniel Radcliffe, believe yeah. it or not. He's gotten better. Because he's he's given some pretty layered interactions that he has to have or – Ways that he has to express himself in terms of yeah. oh crap I didn't put my name in the Goblet of Fire yeah. and
0: he he sold that he really did, he did. I agree and he could have he could have Radcliffed it but he didn't this time have you guys watched the YouTube like clips where they slow down his performance and you notice that he doesn't blink his eyes at the same time no he blinks his eyes one at a time like a robot lizard person what it is abundantly bizarre what oh, no please, please is this real hundred percent we can. I don't want to pause and take a Google break, but when we're done, please Google Daniel Radcliffe blinking. What? The Goblet of Fire also gives us the introduction of Moody
2: storming in. Oh, my goodness. Um, not storming in, but stumbling in. From I a storm. Would say. Wow. 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 We see him again, and I think we should really put our critique lens on him. Yeah. Is he going to, and I know he does, but let's really try and focus on how he acts differently because really he's not acting like Moody He's acting so, as Barty Crouch Jr. as Moody. And I think it was yes. more than the little tongue flick. I, th- I actually agree. think the actor did such a great job of acting. Brendan Gleeson is fantastic. He's I love him. Fan. He
0: was almost my superpower. The I, problem comes in the next movie, uh, and, and we can talk about it a little more when we get to Order of the Phoenix, but there's this, we don't treat Moody as if he's a new character when we see right. him later. We We assume that, like we rely on the character development of Moody and his characterization, his relationship with these students, as though there's when already it's relationship as, equity there, as though it's, yeah, so, it's yeah. not a different person that's when you first point. meet him. So yeah. no, I agree that, with that that is, I don't know, maybe a future dump that just has always bothered me about his performance in this movie. Sure. It's like. You're spending a lot of time getting to know him and spending time with him, but ultimately at the end of the movie we go, none of that matters. Yeah. And then in the next one we go, You guys remember Moody, right? Well, and and speaking of Moody,
2: let's stay on Moody, but let's do it by jumping forward to his defense against the dark arts class where he's teaching about the unforgivable curses real quick.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I saw a post on the Harry Potter Reddit the other day, and and somebody was was saying that Barty Crouch Jr. deserves way more credit. Because he is the best defense against the dark arts teacher that the students ever have. Like, he actually teaches them real things. Does
2: um, like like Lupin, Lupin not? taught them real things?
0: That was my argument, too. I was like, well, Lupin's a great teacher, but imagine all of the research that Barty Crouch... Like, Barty Crouch Jr. is, yeah. like, a mastermind well, for and, this. And, and here's what I'll say or to maybe this. Voldemort is.
2: I hear it, but, like... And Barty Crouch taught them things that he, like, wasn't supposed to. So that's pretty cool. And I'll give him credit yeah. for that, genuinely. But I... I still think that he pales in comparison to Lupin, both as an educator and as a person, obviously. So no, Yeah, I don't agree. With oh, that. I was going to ask who your favorite defense against the Dark Arts teacher is. Lupin. Lupin. Is it not even close? Ha, yeah, not it even has close. To be Lupin. that's tough for me. If it, was, of, if it was real Mad-Eye, then I would say Mad-Eye in Goblet I, gives him a... So I guess okay. I got to say Barty Crouch Jr. gives him a close a run for teacher. his money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like in terms of are they going to pass the star or whatever you would call it in magic. Sure, t- they're tax owl. testing. They're it's owl. T- yeah. They're owl test. that's right. Uh, I I think it more in terms of the performance. You still think Lupin is above Moody? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I do
0: too, but I don't, I don't think it's cool. Far apart. Yeah, I think no, it's closer. no I
2: don't I don't think yeah. it's crazy far apart, but mm-hmm. it's still got to be Lupin for me. Yeah, okay. let's talk
0: about Defense Against the Dark Arts, and then let's start running through some of these tasks. Pump on Longbottom.
2: Yeah. We're spending more time on him. Yes, and and then now we get to notice oh. You're a
0: good actor. Pump yes. on the long bottom reveal. Actually, about that his parents, we, that we about don't his talk though. about how his parents are in St. Mungo's, the the like insane asylum, until later on. Yeah,
2: the uh, stained glass window. There's there's some really good shots. The there stained glass are. window that looks like it's crying. Like this director was great. It's it's tough that these last two guys only get one, um, but I get it with contracts. And so stuff. when Moody, when when. Crouch Moody takes Neville back up to like apologize for hurting his feelings. Are we to assume that's when he gives him the book that reveals yes. about okay
0: Gillyweed? Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Do I remember? Am I remembering incorrectly in the books that Dobby is involved in that theft somehow, or does Dobby steal from Snape's storeroom in Half Blood Prince? I, I think that's Half Blood. Okay, I really do. Okay, because I, I thought about that too, and I I had expected to see Dobby
2: in this movie. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, but I, I it does get mixed up. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's talk about the tasks. First task is dragons. Yep. Um, I actually really love this. They did (laughs) it it well. well. It's not Smaug but they did it well. I think they looked good though. Yeah. I think they yeah. looked really well. But uh, really good. I I hate that they were pretty creative with it to not really show us what
0: they all look like. Yeah. Especially even when they're pulling out the little toy figurine. I love that they made Harry sit in the tent. D&D so you version. Can't like watch and be like, "Oh, that's how that didn't work for them." Like it yeah. feels really fair. Right.
2: And they and I think they
0: did a good job of that. But I wish I had seen all the dragons. That's that's the kind of thing too that I think
2: I was expecting in Goblet of Fire when I came in is that 2 hours of the movie would be the actual Triwizard tournament because of the massive amount of yes. the book that that yeah. is like there's no sphinx in in the maze which uh-huh. was a oh, huge yeah. part like the maze was incredible and they'd only give us that it's Burn kind it. of alive and chokes people. I yep. want to talk about this dragon moment for just a little bit though. There is a part where after Harry flies away and is gone for like I think we can agree about 5 minutes, right? It cuts back to the crowd and they're still frantically searching for him as though for 5 straight minutes they've all been like,
0: "Where's Harry? Where's Harry?" Yeah. Where did he go? It, Where at, is he? Like it didn't last for 10 seconds. Then somebody was like, hey, he flew away. He'll be, He'll be back, back though. though. Yeah. And everybody
2: pulls out their wizard phones and is just like, yeah, let me check <laughs> Twitter.
0: <laughs> wizard phones. What a crazy idea.
2: Crazy idea. But yeah, the dragons are sort of uh, borderline inconsequential.
0: It's pretty quick. Yeah. Do, does anybody else feel like that? Is that just me? That That's the tricky thing is that the Triwizard Tournament is not really the story that we're telling. No. Like the story that we're really telling is... Barty Crouch, setting up this sequence of events so that Harry is transported to the graveyard at the end. Right. And so these moments that are huge in the book have to be kind of just quick action set pieces.
2: Right. Which, by the way, we didn't really talk about it, and I want to say real quick, I actually, big pump for me on um, the introduction of Portkeys early in the movie in sort of an organic way. It's good. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I thought that was great. I I want to pump also on uh, Emma Watson's performance in this because Hermione becomes really kind of a vessel for she gets to show the progress of the relationship yes. between the three of them in this. Yeah. Uh, in terms of her expectations that Ron should have asked her oh. before Crum asked her uh, in terms of I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned for your life because you're really one of my best friends in my life Yeah, uh, for Harry um, to the very end, s- to the very end. Things are going to change now. And she much like in the books is it feels kind of like the glue because we mm-hmm. get the first time that, that Ron and Harry are really fighting did not um, like that yeah, yeah. It, it feels so petty in it's, fact it's in the book i know i know and and i didn't really like it there either because it, it it feels like they have enough backstory as friends where ron should not assume the worst about his friend harry if we're going to but if, what's happening to your emotions when you're forty no i know they're young and I'll, I'll give it a pass for that but it just still feels petty to i don't this think this think is, is giving super, it a pass this is my super yeah, okay dumb. okay
0: this is like this is a sidetrack. This is a road that we don't need to go down at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially for it to be resolved so quickly. You know what I mean? Like it's dealt with so quickly. Like Harry beats the dragon and Ron's like, I should have,
1: I, I, I was am the your one. friend.
0: I am your friend. I, I, I did actually you. really love Ron's like, no, of course it was me that told you. Of See, when you found that out, you should have known it was me. I loved Ron. Like Rupert Grant does a great job. Right. He's very funny in this. Yeah, But the whole, the whole element of like, Ron is angry because Harry put his name in the Goblet of Fire and even though Harry didn't like it, it just it's so juvenile and I get that they're 14 but it it just sucks it makes it hard to relate to them yeah, yeah. speaking Coming of 14
2: year olds can we talk about the Yule Ball real quick yeah Um. so the Yule Ball the look of Hogwarts at this time was almost my super pump it looks so great yeah love it big fan Huge fan. You brought it up, which is what brought me here. Uh, Hermione on the steps when she's like, next time, ask me. And really that as a good. backup. Dude, I was like emotional. Yeah, that was great. She she delivered the best child performance so far of the series on sure. that staircase. Yeah, yeah. She, she crushed it. But my super dump is here in the Yule Ball. And I want to talk about it before we forget. The love story is abundantly childish here. The love triangle. And it just feels
0: unnecessary with, with ron you mean with ron hermione and victor crumb ron's a big wiener in this. yes life. dude being a he's wiener. such
2: a ding dong in this movie and i really feel like a lot of this could have been equally poignant if instead of ron being like i'll never ask Hermione," if instead he was nervous yeah if instead of being blind to his friend and kind of accidentally mean to his friend if instead he'd just been like I, I can't risk a friendship by asking her. If that yeah. had been the motivation, that would have been great. But instead, it is wrong. Going, nobody will ever ask her out. Oh, this feels, is so this good feels like
0: the look. only time that our characters are written as children. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it, this feels like the time that right. we consciously made a decision to say these characters are teenagers. They have to do dumb teenager things. Yes. and that that doesn't feel right. It feels diminishing. To yeah, me. Huh. and that's
2: my super dumb. Yeah, I don't. I guess I looked at it in a different way. Okay, because maybe y'all didn't have same similar experiences, but I know I, myself and also friends of mine too have had bad seasons. They've had a year where they were just like, dude, what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah, What has happened? Absolutely. And I saw that in this, I I see where you're coming from, but I, I kind of saw that in, and it felt, it felt a little more realistic to me. I think Uh, that's fair. It's a valid read. I think that's absolutely fair. But I totally get where you're coming from too, because I, it, it made me sad to not like Ron
0: most of the movie, but Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, mermaids yeah let's talk about the next because we've already kind of referenced the we talked about the bathtub, <laughs> the bathtub. I, I just want to get through these tasks because I love the graveyard scene so much yeah so we'll let's talk there. about the mermaids we'll get there real quick uh,
2: the mermaids I love the reveal that what was stolen are close friends Our friends yeah and it's tough too because it is like oh my god Hermione's down here. What's crazy Victor's to friend. me is that, does Victor have no close friends? Because they, I mean, they, they've Victor, known each
0: other for... Victor has no close friends from Durmstrang, apparently. This is the moment, if you're going to do the Harry and Ron thing, this is the reconciliation moment. Yep, This is the moment where Ron goes, Harry does still value me. Magically, like, he can't not value me because I wouldn't have been chosen. Like, Harry does still value me. I've been a butthole to my best friend this is when the reconciliation comes if you're going to do that story yep super dump is this whole mermaid thing really um there's there i'm not trying
2: to be punny but there's more depth to it in the book nice but there is a pretty shallow um, lake this didn't feel hard did it compared to the other three things it really did no. go swim a little bit find them the only reason the mermaids are there is they'll hurt you if you choose the wrong person what Well, then you've got those little like Octopus angry. Right, I mean, that's because that's because he's get, getting the repercussions of also saving Fleur's Grindylos, sister, right. but it it did not feel. No,
0: I think the Grindelos are in they're because they're like attacking people when they swim through the kelp forest. That's what I'm that's saying. But I'm saying
2: right. we don't even see them until it's the repercussions of him making yeah, the wrong exactly. decision. And so this was something that, and, and it it, it kind of goes towards a collective super dump of I wish we had more of the wizard. Well, but tournament, because some of the here, things you don't like about Ron just being a little burf is just eliminate some of that and give us more of the tournament. Yeah. But even with the tournament, I feel like there's no consequence for doing poorly. Fleur comes in last in this event, like and point even totals. still at the maze. It's like uh, she's going to start like 30 seconds after. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. And that kind of adds to the fact how it just didn't feel like it had I think a lot she of should have been publicly executed. <laughs> Whoa. See, so now we're not on the same page. <laughs> That changes. I mean, a lot I love about Fleur. I think story she's a great early. character. Big fan of her. Can we talk about how weird it is that Ron has a crush on his future sister-in-law? I understand, yeah. that and he doesn't, doesn't know, that. know that. I understand yeah. that, but it's it's a little skeevy to me. I am huh? super pumped on how dirty he was and how fast and furious the Scott. Super just, pumped just, on how dirty he no, was. No, super dumped on how dirty he was. <laughs> my super pump is how much hey, of a dirty nasty boy Ron is. <laughs> loved, loved that. No, it oh felt like goodness. pre pre race. <laughs> Pre, uh, you know, quarter yeah. mile. Objectification furious. station? We could yeah. see objectification station from here. And what was weirder <sighs> is it was
0: 16-year-olds. Yeah, no, it Ron, like it. they're 14. <gasps> run! run like Ron says the line, you know how I like to look at them from behind. Yeah, yeah Oh, no, <laughs> oh, man. so hey,
2: bad. And speaking of weird, like, 14, 15, 16-year-old love stuff, Ch- Cho Chang, what's your deal, man? Why are you here? To what be a crush? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not make it on a person we already know? No, that's the point. I think that's good. I think really? we're supposed to, I think, too young. Yeah, I think Cho's supposed to be a red herring. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be like a oh, red herring from a red hair. <laughs> nice, guys. Nice. Sick. <laughs> that he'll eventually put a ring on. Was Cho the one that Cedric had to get from Yes, okay, show was, was the that. one who was taken to the mall by Cedric. Yeah, yeah I just, m- maybe. I'm just... i so sorry, Harry. I'm not going to be able to go. I've already said yes to somebody. i hey, very already said yes to you, man. So, Callie and I were dying at what if Harry was just like, okay, great, sounds good. It just jumps off the top. Of
0: <laughs> that would have been great. That right, would have been good. Guys, we're done with the mermaids. Let's go to the maze. Please. Right, let's go to the maze. The maze happens and then they go to the graveyard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the maze should have been more. Yes. Yeah, the graveyard is great. I get to super pump first. Ray finds... Okay, As minus Voldemort. Mine is Voldemort. Ray finds his Voldemort. Mine is Ray finds his Voldemort. Super you? D duper pump, guys. Is it? it had to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go, though. What a, what I, what was even, was there pressure felt or did you already know that it was going to be Ray Fiennes? I knew before I started the movie it was going to be Ray. No, Fiennes. No, no, I'm talking about the people who are making this movie. Oh! Because it's like, you better make sure the guy you've alluded to in the last nine hours of the first three episodes that this will be done well. He is so
0: good. It is unbelievable.
2: The touch that he does... On Harry, he's like, I can touch you now, and how even he was acting like he was just like either mocking him or actually feeling pain and trying not to show it. So much death. Have you guys he's seen chilling? Random sidetrack, but important. Have you guys seen the movie In Bruges? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh, and Brendan it, yeah. Gleason. Yeah, they're both in it. Both in it. Mm-hmm. Both absolutely crush it. That's a that's a very underrated movie that and I like a lot. Same and consistency between that movie quality of their acting and this movie. Phenomenal. Can I tell a quick Voldemort story? Yeah, go please. So, uh, I worked for a recruiter at DBU for a very long time at Dallas Baptist University, where we have all gone and where we met. Uh, There's a quick thing to where uh, families and students get the opportunity to see DBU for the first time. Right. Uh, I'm in the bathroom on a bathroom break. This was perhaps the 200th time I've done this. Number one or number Uh, two? Number one. Okay. Uh, and so I'm coming out, and I'm assuming I'm by myself. Something that I've done for a long time as an only child is I practice characters, because I I joke that my best friend, because I was an only child, was a full length mirror in my hallway <laughs> uh, with my parents, because I would just practice these things. But I'm just kind of I have no idea where it's coming from. Maybe it's because I'm kind of wringing my hands as I'm washing them. I look up at the mirror and I say, "Harry Potter." come to die and I, I'm just doing this Voldemort impersonation and then I, I'm so lost in my own imagination that I don't realize there's a prospective father of a student <laughs> next to me <laughs> at the sink who we make mirror eye contact he's looking at me through the mirror and he's just kind of like oh really and I was just like well <laughs> no, no, i dry these hands real quick and get out of here that's when you should have just direct eye
0: contact and said I, I can, can touch, touch you, you now <laughs> That was not rehearsed. I can touch you now. Oh my goodness.
2: Um, But yeah, (laughs) what a great job. And the fact to leave, there's something about the aesthetic of his nose, like to kind of keep it as as if he has not completely come back. Well, I think it's supposed to be snake nostrils. Yeah, right. It is. And it's, it's so well done. I remember being terrified as I was reading this as a kid, Uh, especially to, to find out that as, as much as I had assumed
0: there's still really bad people outside of Voldemort. Yeah. F- now all the Death Eaters have been revealed. And, yeah. um, we get confirmation as if we needed it that Lucius is a Death Eater. And Crabbe and Goyle's and parents. And Crabbe and Goyle's parents, yeah. Yeah, it was so well done. Yeah. I put, so so <laughs> the performance of Voldemort in this feels like it fits in that like, kind of cinematic villain pantheon. Like to me, he stands next to like Darth Vader, like those iconic yeah, I performances so. I like, really
2: do think just so. the
0: sight of him makes you remember this performance and remember how how terrifying it is. Yeah. He's so good. He really is. He's so good.
2: And 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 credit where credit is due to casting, to writing, but but mostly, I think we'd agree to Ray Finds. And yeah. fun random fact, this is just throwing this one out there. If you've seen the the uh, Hulu series The Handmaid's Tale. Commander Waterford. Mm-hmm. The actor who portrays him is Ray Fine's brother. Yep. Hmm. Weird. Because They look nothing like. Yeah, Grace. Grace. Ray Fine's also plays in the Red Dragon. Okay. Uh, yeah. He plays. It's. It's in the. Sans is that from the, from the first task? series? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's done. He's done villain before. Yeah. in His. It's in. It runs in the family. He yeah. does a really good job.
0: Uh Peter Pettigrew, another excellent performance in this sequence.
2: It is. He does a, I think if we're doing a compare and contrast... Um, I mean if we've been as creative as to say Dobby's kind of like Smeagol I think Pettigrew's kind of like Wormtongue I was about to say he's like Uh, somewhere
0: in between Wormtongue and Alfred Yeah, he's not as sinister Uh, I I wish we couldn't even he's not as sinister as Wormtongue but he's also not as as goofy as Alfred I will say
2: that Wormtongue in this movie comes across a wee bit Narnia for my taste just a wee bit like like frivolous and and
0: you mean Wormtail? what did I say? Wormtongue yes Wormtail. What about Worm Arm? Or, or leg, <laughs> Wormtail maybe?
2: comes across, especially when compared and contrasted with Voldemort right next to him. Yeah. Just feels a little bit like, oh no. Like he's a I'll psych, like a jester. Yes, yeah. a little it's bit. It's funny you bring that up. That's the first time the Narnia series, I think, has been brought up in this whole thing. Yeah. Because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the
0: movies. The movies, of yeah. course. Yes, yeah, no. Are, I yeah. would be, I'm not going to say C.S. Lewis is not good at what he <laughs> yeah. did. So uh, I think the big thing to talk about in this is I mean obviously Voldemort's back. The death of Cedric. This is the first time we see uh, anybody die uh, in yeah. Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean besides Quirrell, I guess, when he Thanos is um, away into right. nothing. Yes. The so the fight to the wands.
2: This was more and maybe it's not fair because when we first see lightsaber fights in Star Wars, they didn't quite have the ammo right. that they get to do for good versus evil battles. Sure. Yeah. But the the Harry Potter and Voldemort wand fight, oh, man. the Wonder way so the good. way that the magic is dripping like magma. Well, and so from this, the, the in priori, priori incantatum. Yeah, what Dumbledore calls it, and, and it I, I feel I, that it's only because of their wands. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I think cinematically it's much more creative and impressive than a Star Wars lightsaber fight. I'm trying to think of another yeah, no, semi-magical I think, good versus evil representation. I, I think this is the
0: way to go. This is oh so good. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. and yeah.
2: then the dome that it makes. And yes. then it, it really did kind of go by order of his most recent kills. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, because it was Cedric and then the groundskeeper and, and, then, and then his then parents. Lily and James. Yeah.
2: I do love a little bit that Lily and James are like, are like, We've got this. Harry, get out of here on the count of three. It's time for you to go. And Cedric's just like, could you on your way, hey, on your way out of the graveyard, if you could do me a solid, just on your way out, snag my body.
0: I feel like that was so, so like emotionally powerful. I agree. Like that's all he and his dad are all each other have. You know what I mean? I completely
2: agree with you. I was just laughing at how intense everything else was. And then Cedric just being like, just on your
0: way out the door. Yeah. If you can I mean, make a quick actually, I'm actually gonna pump on course. that. I really loved that. Yeah, I did too. Um, Big pump on Lily and James as well. That was yeah. like super highly. Emo- I don't know that I've had this emotional response to this scene before, but I think watching all of these in quick su- succession, yeah, made Kinda me really like a little bit. resonate with Harry. Like he's finally, he's at this point, and he feels like he's not alone anymore. And then he realizes that it's not real, and yeah. like he's he's kind the, of cursed to be alone. Yeah,
2: the situation of. uh touching the cup, and going back. Donald oh, that's Edwards. rough. Oh yeah. And Cedric, the Cheers. Cedric's dad. Amos. Amos Diggory. Oh, oh man.
1: Yeah. His performance was I, almost my super punk.
2: Mine, too, because I was just tears streaming down Me my too. face. Yeah. That's my yeah, son. Rough. That's like my boy. Whole play. I was just like, oh, dude, way to freaking kill that moment. <laughs> no, so good, though. When you yeah. lose something, you can't replace. You can you know? exactly. I, um, I think the the juxtaposition of Screaming cheers and like screaming cries of terror, like immediate oh my is is pretty intense. That whole in scene moment. was well done. Yeah, goosebumps thinking about.
0: At, at this moment, I'm I'm like wishing our story could end there. You know what I mean? Because at this, it felt weird to pick up from that and move back into the I party. Don't know, and I
2: know you've had beef with endings in the
0: Harry Potter series. I thought yeah.
2: this one did it better, though. The best. I think that, that this is the best in the that it's been. But it,
0: it just something felt weird about like this is the worst thing that could happen now we've got to deal with this Barty Crouch thing. But yeah. I, I guess it, it makes a little more sense when you say we've got to figure out why this happened. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. Because like you get um, the whole story.
2: What transformation was more terrifying to you? The one of Moody to Barty Crouch or the creation of Voldemort? Creation of Voldemort. Truthful? Dude, it was close. Because um, Moody to Barty Crouch is pretty grotesque. It's pretty what? It's yeah. pretty like whoa, when it's just like dropping off of his face. Yeah. Both are done really well. Yeah. This is to point out the fact that like great job with the special effects. effects. Are awesome yeah. But yeah. yeah, I might agree with Doge on that. Like when he's turning into Voldemort, it's just that weird Volda mm-hmm. fetus dropped that into a That thing cauldron. is just so so beyond <laughs> anything else. It, I mean, that's just so good. So from the Barty Crouch uh, sort of confrontation, we end up at a. Funeral for Cedric, yeah, question
0: mm-hmm. Mark. It's it feels like a ceremony, yeah. like held at the school. Like that's probably not his real funeral, right? Uh, the I think the next time we feel this way is maybe Dumbledore's. Funeral. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a pretty big bummer.
2: Spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah,
0: yeah, this is like, like I'm I'm feeling bummed even thinking back to this because it's just it's so heavy at the end of this, and I think yeah. that's what. That's what allows Emma Watson's performance mm. or deliverance of these final couple of scenes with Harry, Ron, and Hermione.
2: Everything's gonna be different now. She's so yeah. good. She and really is. You know, they Rowling did something with the Harry Potter series to where appropriately heavy it mm, gets, yeah. and then it doesn't really recover. It's not really a recovery, I guess, but it's we kind of stay in a heavy place. I think till the series ends. Yeah. 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 To so. me, in my mind, it's just like uh, if it's eight bubbles representing each separate movie story in the book. The first three are white and the last five are black Yeah, because it's yeah. just like, this is so intense. dark and it's so intense, but isn't
0: life. You know, that's what, yeah. that's yeah, what makes yeah. it so relatable and yeah. stuff. Um, but, it's just yeah. such a clear sense of like, the world is bad now. Right. Everything is wrong. And like, yeah, have and, he's to fix back. This. yeah right. and
2: he's back and he's back. And something that's unique about this too is I guess Star Wars ends up doing it because we don't really get Vader until episode three and a half. Yeah. Or four. Um, but Harry Potter is unique in that the big bad, you know, I guess, I guess Lord of the Rings does it too with the Hobbit, but like the big, (sighs) the big bad doesn't come to full power until halfway through. Right. And that carries
0: the plot. But I love that Harry Potter stays away from the trope of like, we have to spend the whole movie stopping the big bad from returning to power. And then like we end our series on man, this bad thing almost happened you yeah, know what I mean okay. because that's such a trope that's so easy to fall into like he's back he's coming back he's coming back good thing we stopped him and it's like oh that was ultimately well, a meaningless conflict
2: I want to be fair and be careful here that what we're saying because isn't that kind of what the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy is that's what I said not the Hobbit I mean Lord of the Rings I think so yes. I think that has that has different stakes it does but I just want to be Sarah careful Sauron never really comes back to full power right though. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. Isn't that a good thing that didn't happen? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that we need to be careful what line we're drawing. Maybe because- if it's not the trope that
0: I hate, but it's yes. the execution of that trope. Right. If it doesn't feel like there's stakes in them, if the only stake is if he comes back to power, things are going to be bad. Then that doesn't work. You have to have additional stakes along the way. One on one battle, you're given the tools in that world to fight
2: this person. Would you rather go up against Sauron in the flesh? or Voldemort oh my Aww. goodness
0: gracious can I say neither nope because that's no fun
2: oh man who would you rather go up against so all the
0: tools in the world what, whatever whatever you need to fight them if I have the Deathly Hallows I will fight Voldemort yeah
2: I think it's got to be Voldemort yeah yeah I'm probably the same too. I don't know why Sauron scares
0: the heebie jeebies out of
2: you. Sauron is like one of the most terrifying villains of all time to me. Yeah. Well, because there's
0: not, I mean, the thing with Voldemort is like, here's this special recipe for instant better than Voldemort, have all the Deathly Hallows. And if I get to just pick that, then yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah that just makes go sense. knock out some horcruxes. There's not a special recipe for Sauron. Or
2: some ho cruxes, as I like to call them. But
0: I, I think Voldemort's scarier
2: than Sauron in terms of his on screen representation. Yes. I, would less, would, you I agree? would less
0: like to be in a room alone with Voldemort than yeah, with certainly. Sauron. Uh, actually, I don't
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I'm super keen on having a big old fire eye staring at me from a corner either. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'd rather deal with that than... But So, oh, is it time to rate this movie? Let's do it. it sure is. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have perfected the art of movie rating using the ancient science known as science. <laughs> We have created the scientific cinema scale, and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that poster. poster. The next best thing we can ever say is just to buy it. That is going to be followed by renting it. After that, it's going to be stream it. The next best and second worst thing we can ever say about a movie is to forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say, God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. us. I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to give this movie a solid buy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that it is wonderfully made, wonderfully acted. The soundtrack is great. The effects look awesome. The story is compelling. It is fun to watch. But for some reason, it doesn't hold the same emotional attachment that I have to some other movies in this series. And for that reason, I have to say buy it instead of what our number one thing is, which
0: we all know is buy the buy the poster. Yeah. For me, this is, and it is as I suspected when we announced we were doing Harry Potter. This is one of what I believe to be three movies that I will give this rating to in this series. I'm going to give this and own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. Wow. This is my second favorite.
2: Did you do that for Azkaban as well? Sure did.
0: Super duper. You did not. Mm -mm. Okay. No, I just, I think I said buy it. I don't know. Tweet at me and tell me what I rated that one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one an own it. Don't let it buy that poster. It is phenomenal. I think it is incredibly emotionally resonant. Uh, it's just so good. It's somewhat, yeah. it's like it just kind of out of nowhere. This is the moment when the, the Harry Potter series is at prom, and it takes its glasses off and pulls its hair out of a bun, and you're like, wow, she was beautiful all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good.
2: Uh, I'm going to buy it. Okay. The reason I'm not buying the poster is I wish energy put into Fantastic Beasts, was put into a two-part Goblet of Fire. Mm. And and I know that's a little different, but I think we could have spent more time here. Sure. Um I'm not going to say it needed to be here more than Deathly Hallows because that's that's actually a split that I'm okay with. Yeah. Just because of a culmination that was necessary that you had to really put a bunch of pieces together and make that feel like a good conclusion. Sure. But yeah. I think the Goblet of Fire should have been given more time. Um, I think even if it had been a situation to where it was a Batman versus Superman, that was like the extended cuts better, you know, d- d- just give me 30 minutes when it gets released on DVD of, of things that you might have planned, but cut and, and would have added to the storyline, but it's a buy it for me, which is still a great thing, but yeah. I, I'm not quite buying the poster because of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as we move on here to kind of close this out, Doge, do you have any shout outs for us? actually do have a big old chunky shout out. And that goes to everybody who is within the hearing range of our voices at this moment. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. This is a really great time. It's a, a fun thing that we get to do. And it means the world that you're listening and you're sharing it with people. And yeah. we've seen the numbers increase and, uh, we know that you're being good witches and wizards and yeah, helping us out in this way. Thank lot.
2: you. Thank you. How do you uh, get one of those shout outs? How, how do
0: you get one of those shout outs? Well, yeah. I'm glad that you asked. I did. Uh, if true. you, if you would like a shout out, uh, you can earn that one of several ways. You can go on our website, two chunks and and you can contact us and you can send us pumps and dumps for any movie that we're about to, uh, review or send us pumps and dumps about our podcast. Who's your favorite host? And why is it me? <laughs> and, uh, After. you can also tweet at us on Twitter, uh, where where one does do tweets and you can also DM us on Instagram or comment on our Instagram it's real easy to earn a shout out yep pretty um, much do anything speaking of commenting on our Instagram we do want to give a shout out to Madison and Jansen Wonders those are uh, my
2: siblings Jordan siblings
0: they commented on our Instagram um and so, thanks for that, both of you. We'll
2: Thank never you. shout out mine because I don't have any. Shout out to, wah, wah, shout out to Voldemort Carter. Voldemort took it from me. Shout out to Carter's
0: full length mirror in his childhood bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> thanks for being a
1: good, good My <laughs>
2: best friend. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Wax Space. Yeah. Can you give uh, this shout
0: out as Voldemort? Yeah, okay, cool. Um,
2: Wax Space has been one of the best things for us to ever experience. It is a waste to carry events. You can come in if you were to come to Casa de Chunk. You could even touch us because we are here every week. Thank you, Wexface. Sounds very good. Thank thanks, you, Wexface. We and thanks, Tori. It. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, guys, the best thing that you could do to help us, if you care about us, if you love us, is just hop up on the old iTunes, hop up on the Google a store, hop up on Spotify. Whatever you use to listen to your oh podcast. Good gracious. <laughs> and go in and give us a five star review, maybe? I don't know. I'm no, just asking. Five, five is good. If we want to be Rotten Tomatoes critics, which we do, we have to average four. Yep. So we're close to 50, and we're averaging five right now. So yep. thank you to the yep. first 50 that have done it. So give us some more. Please. please
0: don't please don't be like the old ladies on Yelp who say- Never listen to it. One star. Best waffles I've ever had. Yeah, yeah don't, don't,
2: don't do, do that. Don't, one is bad. Five, five stars is, is the good one. Five yeah, is good. A written review is actually very helpful for us as well. It is. So you, if you want to do that. Do you want to know what is <laughs> Avada kadav ridiculous? Ooh, oh, tell goodness. me. Not subscribing to this oh, podcast. Yeah. I think you know how I feel.
1: Yeah, you and get for a little the sake of not
2: it. crying tears of fury and embarrassing mm-hmm, myself yeah. like I did maybe perhaps on the last episode. Sure. Sorry um, about that, by the way. I really don't understand. In, in terms of how technology is catered to you, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. podcast is catered to you. Yeah. Why would you not click you okay this? You're getting a little steam. You okay no, I'm fine. no I'm fine. I'm fine. Why would you off. not click this button? Yeah. That is so very close to it's this easy. button. It's easy. Yeah. It's Subscribe. Easy. It's yep. convenient. Okay. Subscribe though. Josh, could you get Carter out of here? I
0: think it's Carter. Let's leave. Just
2: subscribe. So, uh, since I'm alone now, I'll just take this opportunity to once again reiterate. Oh, Carter's back. I'm uh back. I feel better because I found out someone subscribed. Jk, they didn't because they suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it's time to end, and I think the best way that we can end this episode is to come up, kill all unsubscribers. (laughs) Come up with what the name of our wizarding schools would be. If we were to participate in the Triwizard tournament. Well, this week for
0: DeVry University, <laughs> I'm Jordan Wonders. For Flag Snot Institute of Magical Education, I'm Doge. And for I am <laughs> Meow!
2: <laughs> I am Carter, also known as I am Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trace for yourself with 25% off
1: at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.